When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome to Sports and Things, a weekly podcast where we go in depth on sports and music topics of the week. Featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and host Dennis Turner. And welcome to Sports and Things, everybody. I'm your host, Dennis Turner. With me as always, I have the fellas John Lane, Trey Ely, and Jay Hill. What up, fellas? Yeah. Oh, okay. What up? This is the podcast where we are musicians and artists who love to talk sports. And there's a lot of stuff going on. In the sports world today, namely, oh, a lot with uh, Washington teams, and we're going to go with the Washington uh, Wizards, who are currently down 2-0 against the 76ers. Uh, um, also, uh, Westbrook left the game, too, with a leg injury, and while he was leaving, some fans did some stuff that was uh, not sportsmanlike, even though they're fans, they threw popcorn on him while he was leaving. Um, but let's get into the way this condition. The question is struggling after a successful two month run. And prior to starting this podcast, we were having a debate about whether it was successful or not in the first place. So let's deal with that. Um, uh, who wants to go first? John, go. Well, um, God, we were just talking about whether or not it was a successful season given their last two-month run and because they didn't make the playoffs. But you have to remember, if you're going to call this a successful season because they made the playoffs after a shitty start, they were in the playoffs last season too <laughs> without Bradley Beal or John Wall. So, Well, technically they weren't in the playoffs. They made the bubble. They didn't make the playoffs. They had and a legit eight seed. They had a legit eight seed. It was a legit eight seed. Right. Dude, they literally played themselves out of the playoffs last year. Yeah, but they were still and in. Almost they condition. would have been AC. They go in the bubble and like fell out of the playoffs. Yeah, but they were still in it. Like right. if they were the ninth seed, what would you say? They didn't make the playoffs. But the thing is, but last season they were in it. So based on the regular season, they would have been a playoff team, but they screwed up the play in. Okay. The question uh-huh. is: the question is, is this this season a success after their two month run, or? Is it, is it, I say is it no. successful that they made it to the playoffs? 
I, I say no only because it's only successful if you outdo the previous season. And in the regular season, they did outdo themselves. They got rid of uh, some heavy baggage, and they got a, a pretty uh, pretty dope player. Um, but I think they 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 barely impre- uh, improved from last season. Um, Bradley Beal had a career year, but all that to say, it would have been more successful if they got past the first round. Um, and even though the the first round isn't over. It seemingly does look over, depending on how long Westbrook is going to be out with this injury. Um, but the regular season was shit. We, we were under 500. No defense is played. Breton sucks. Like we have no defense. It's just I don't I don't see it as a successful season, even though we made the playoffs. All right. So, but Jay Hill begs to differ, and why is that? Because. You kind of already said part of it, John. You said it would be more successful, which means it was successful. More successful if, which means it's already successful. So you started off, what was it, 17 and something, like 17 and 32 or something, and then you flipped the entire second half of your season to make a run for the playoffs. Yeah, it was the final seed, but still, like, we aren't, like, literally at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Like that's that's. But was last season successful? No, last season. No. Was less successful. See, last season the expectations (laughs) were different, which is why it wasn't successful. So then this season, this season is is not necessarily lower because we're we losing we're losing Wall. We don't know what we're getting in Westbrook. Like we don't know anything about this. And then the first two months, like yeah. This but if we're making comparisons, if we're making comparisons, and if last season wasn't successful, to say that this season was more successful, I think we're using the wrong term. I think they improved this season from last season. I don't Absolutely. know. Absolutely. No, I, mean, I, I wouldn't no, say well, it was successful. No, I, I don't think we're using the wrong word. I think it depends on your definition of success. Of course, the ultimate one is to get the trophy. That's obvious. But you well, still six, build upon what, you, what you've done. Like, this dude was second in the league and scoring like he was he was like barely like point something from getting the the fucking scoring title like that right there like was not expected like it's little things to me aren't those aren't those technically like individual awards that don't actually mean that your team was successful so i i depends on one's definition of success man Okay, I think so this, first of all, why? First of all, why are they struggling? The word six, why are they struggling yeah. right now? Why? Why? Because they don't have uh, an answer for Joel Embiid or Tobias Harris. But remember, defense, man. Do you remember Trace? Do you remember Trace Logic? Trace Logic was the Wizards can beat the teams they're not supposed to beat. Well, that wasn't based on a seven-game series. But it's also so. been seven <laughs> oh, he didn't mean they can, be, they can beat them four times. He just meant they can beat them once or something. Yeah, but Jay Hill, they should at least yeah. been able. They should at least be able to win one, right? I think you had over. them. Well, it's not so, over. But I had them going seven it, games. I yeah. called a sweep. Honestly, I called a four. Yeah, games Dennis called a sweep. I call. I called Sixers in six or five. I can't remember. But, I five. You said but Sixers in five. You said five and Trey said six. And you and said, said seven, seven. And, yeah. and I said four. So we got all the numbers covered. Exactly. Yeah, so, but so, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's back up for a second. I think that we 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 might have got off on the wrong foot because we're using the word success. 
And success is a word that has to be defined. <laughs> wow. I, no, that's I true. don't mean like that. No, that's so true. Success is a, no, success is a word that has to be defined based on someone's right. arbitrary criteria right. or goals. Exactly. Right? Yeah, so what, so what we, we, need to, we need to ask the real question. Which is? Uh, what was that going? So I think, John was it John or Jay? One of them said, you know, did we improve from last season? You know, that those type of things. Did the Wizards improve from last season? Yes. Did the Wizards, did, did they make, you know, what level well, of Ross improvement did point, they make? No. But maybe that kind of stuff. No, they 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 improved they they improved in this in this last stretch that we saw the last two months. They improved they improved in in a uh, a a winning percentage rate. They they improved there. They improved. They did slightly improve their roster slightly with the exactly. addition of Daniel with Daniel Gafford, yeah. of course with Westbrook and Westbrook. Right. They, yeah, they did. Westbrook. So I would say it's not yeah. even slight because. You take exactly. I would take Westbrook over John Wall. That's more. Yeah, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. And oh. and we all agree that Daniel Gafford is was a steal. And Daniel and Gafford as well. Daniel Gafford as well over Thomas Bryant. So that and to me, Thomas Bryant is, getting injured was an improvement too. Oh damn! I think you said God that. God damn it, Trey. But here's the reason to to answer the question of why they're struggling. I I believe the reason why they're struggling. The main reason why they're struggling is because Scott Brooks doesn't know how to coach in the playoffs. That's what I think. Scott Brooks, he doesn't know how to – he knows how to rotate. He knows how to rotate players. No, he doesn't. He do no, he doesn't. Well, that's, that's, he does the o- that, that's the only thing he knows how to do out of anything else. He didn't say rotate correctly. He just said he knows yeah, how to rotate them. I just said he knows how to rotate, but that's the only thing that he guys- can do well. He's out coached. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's getting out coached. I think Scott Brooks rotates by the numbers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, jerseys. Yeah, yeah, we did three. All by the jerseys. That's funny. I don't know anybody's name, so whoever's 15 last, is whoever's greater than 11, right? The crocodile eats the biggest number. Maybe you can get some points. 15 can score 15, maybe. You we'll get some points. You <laughs> get some points. I don't yeah, know. Right. That's, that's I mean, what I think. I, I, think I think I think it's in... I'll say, it's, okay, then, Trey, by your correct breakdown, I'll say it's an improvement from last season, even though the end result is, is looking the same. But last season, we didn't even get into the playoffs. Yeah. So it wasn't even... I mean, this that's an improvement in itself. Now, obviously, Plus we want to get we, we yeah, want to get out of the the um, the first round at least once, but you know we're here, so I think it, Trey know, it as a I win. Think, keep moving. I think Trey hit it on the head when he said success is defined by, I guess, the goal set by the team at the yeah. beginning of the year. Every team has a goal at the beginning of the year, right? So we what well, we don't know what the goal of the Washington Wizards were. I, I assume it was to make it into the playoffs. I know playoffs was involved. I'm sure. Yeah, playoffs. Yeah, make a deep run to the playoffs. You know, like, so, like Sacramento, yeah. they're not. They're not. Their goal is not a trophy. Sacramento's goal is not a trophy. Sacramento's goal is to probably fill seats. And they talked than, about player development in Washington right. as well, making the playoffs player development. Right. Um, you well, know. Who did develop besides who? Who do you see as a development besides Gafford? Who they just recently Ooh. got in the acquisition? Ooh. What? Yeah, they're supposed to be trying to develop, but I, 
I mean, yeah, Rui like, did improve. Rui that's did improve. a whole nother conversation, though, because right. th- that could be another topic, dude. Because yeah. that's that becomes a Scott Brooks evaluation. Because if Scott Brooks is here to develop players, and we see people like Isaac Bonga not even getting any play time and all that right. stuff, yeah, you know that that's a whole nother conversation, and I don't know if we're prepared to have that today. All right. Well. I guess the the original question is, and we'll end it on this, is why are they struggling? Uh, it's well, Scott Brooks. Scott answered it. Scott yes, Brooks. I mean, Scott it's, Brooks. It's personnel. it's personnel at the end of the day. We can't we can't match up with them like like everybody thinks or whatever. Or you know, no analyst really had us matching up. But like what we, as in sports and things, thought like really plays fucking great defense, and that was like not even accounted for. But even still, you don't. There's no coaching adjustments that have been made or are being right. made. So right. it's it's too. It's a double edged sword. Like the Heat right now are getting handled. We thought the Heat defensively was a powerhouse. Yeah. Like Pat, yes. gonna blow this shit up. Pat yes. Gonna blow this shit up. Y'all motherfuckers don't want to play defense. Oh, you can all leave. I mean, you know, I don't down do anything. But, I don't do anything but right. defense. You can go. You can fucking go. Yeah, the like, Bucks. The Bucks are, are. They look scary, man. I, I thought that. The I thought that they are handling the shit. They are. Also, they're the up Heat 20. aren't scoring. The Heat aren't scoring, and they're not defending. That's like that's a double edge. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing here? Oh, yeah, it's, y'all it's y'all one thing. Don't. It's one thing you if you don't score. It's another thing if you <laughs> right. don't defend. That's, that's they're also goal. fouling a lot. They're fouling the the, the Bucks a lot. Basically, again, like you're not doing what you're supposed to do. You shouldn't. You know, we don't do fouls. We d the fuck up. Y'all <laughs> so y'all can go. That's also another conversation about refereeing and in the playoffs oh, too. Because yeah. they yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it depends on the flow of the game, what they choose to call and what they choose not to call too. But it's based on yeah. the it's based on the matchups of the teams. Because yeah. it's it's been some hard defense being played in some other series that they're not calling fouls on because that's just how they they're scrapping in those series. That's how I so, like it too. Some rough defense. Some rough D? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Pause. It's my middle name. Whoa. Okay. All right. New sec. Next segment. I have no interest here. (laughs) Uh, We can we can put a button on that. Um, uh, So, uh, is anybody going to change their uh, their outcome of this series to match mine? Basically, (laughs) I think it depends on if Russell Westbrook is going to be out the next two games. I don't think. Have they said what his injury what his injury was? They said a lower leg injury. Oh, I don't. I don't know what. Didn't I don't. I haven't read anything that said it was like they got anything back from you know an X-ray or MRI or something like that. I mean, if he's gonna have trouble on that leg, then it's gonna be a sweep. All right, so that's two sweeps. Yeah. Uh, All right, so we're unanimous in a sweep. Okay. Uh, Speaking of sweeps, we can move into the Washington Capitals and their sweep. Uh, No, they didn't get swept after going out. Oh wait, wait. Sorry. Well. They lost four straight. That's what I'm saying. Like they got swept after right, they won. Right. So, um, <laughs> John, this is this is also we should we have two segments now that is uh, specifically for John. So we should just call this Caps with John. <laughs> Caps, Caps with, with John. John. And uh, what went wrong? And what will happen with Ovi? Well, it ain't gonna be nothing else. They didn't put a cap on that season. Well, what went wrong is uh, here's here's what the narrative has been. Um, throughout this series, uh, after the first win, they they had lost two straight, and they were in Boston, and people started t- 
talking about how fast the Bruins were and how slow the Caps were. And one of the number one things that I heard was that the Caps have a lot of old players on their team. Uh, I believe uh, Ovechkin is like 36, 37. Backstrom is like 35. Um, and uh, John Carlson, I think, is around 32, 33. So they are aging. Oshie's up there, too. Um, but the Bruins also have old players. But the thing that they do is they surround some of their older players with really fast young players. And that's why they were able to move quickly. That's why I wasn't too high on the Jacob Vrana trade. Because Jacob Vrana was the fastest guy on the team. We have another fast guy on the team named Daniel Sprong. He's really quick. But just imagine if you have Daniel Sprong and Jacob Vrana on the same line with, I don't know, let's say uh, Anthony Mantha. Um, then th it's a little bit more competitive. But the fact that you only have one really quick guy on the team and everybody else is just slow and sluggish, and it seems as though the Bruins just had the upper hand because they were tiring out the Capitals. Uh, so, I don't know. It, 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 it all depends on the lineup. Uh, I don't think Peter Laviolette should be compared to Scott Brooks as far as rotation. <laughs> but some people complained that the rotation wasn't the best. So, uh, all that to say, I think what went wrong were the penalties, the amount of stupid penalties. Anthony Mantha in Game 3 had two really bad penalties. One was in front of the net, uh, an interference call. So he was in the sin bin for about two minutes. And then right when the game was down to the wire, um, he Did had, you say the sin bin? Yeah, that's what they call it when, when they're in a penalty box. They call it the sin bin. Um, he had the same penalty in the third period. An interference call, and then the Bruins, with the, with the game tie, the Bruins scored the game-winning goal and won. So, a lot of stupid penalties, and the fact that they cannot get any power play goals past Tuka Rask, who's the goaltender. So, uh, a lot of things were in play in what went wrong there. Uh, but all that to say, this is Laviolette's first year. I'm hoping that we can sort of uh, bring in some of the uh, draft picks that we got in the last two years and the last thing that I'll say that went wrong and I said this before the X factor for the Capitals is 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 um, Evgeny Kuznetsov and Evgeny Kuznetsov has since he started he was drafted in 2010 first round pick and his first game was in 2013 he played 17 games scored three goals okay that was his first season the next season 80 games 11 goals all of the numbers, uh, as far as goals are concerned, uh, started to go up. He scored the most goals uh, of his career in 2017-2018 with 27 goals. That was the year they won the Cup. That was also the year he got caught uh, in that whole cocaine thing. And he was suspended for like two or three weeks during the season. Um, he wasn't caught taking cocaine, but he was caught in a video with a bunch of cocaine on a table that he was sitting next to. So all the jokes started coming out about him doing cocaine. And quite frankly, I think that was part of the reason why he was able to play so well. And now that he's <laughs> he's been caught with cocaine and he's not using it, he's it's, it's a lot sluggish. The year after the Cup, 76 games, 21 goals. That's not bad. Um, 2019-2020, 63 games played, 19 goals. And then this year... The worst ever, 41 games and only nine goals scored. I'm going to give you his um, 
his playoff numbers uh, for this year. He only played in three games because of uh, COVID protocol. No goals, no assists, no points scored for Evgeny Kuznetsov. If he is not playing to his to to his highest ability, or at least the middle of his ability, then the Caps just need to dump him off. He needs to be traded. I think he's at the end of his reign with this team, and he needs to go. Sorry. Wait, did you did you just say a nigga played better because he was high on coke? I mean, you've heard of players who used to do cocaine before the Super Bowl. The Pittsburgh Steelers, before they won their Super Bowl in the 80s, uh, about half of their defensive linemen were doing cocaine. <laughs> it's a fact. Okay. I, I'm, 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 just, I'm, just, I'm just checking for facts. That's all. We're just checking for facts. Okay. So in order to play well, I mean, that's do coke. You got to be on coke. <laughs> Either that or I just think that was why he was able to play. I think Go that's fast. just for him. Be fast. I think that's that was yeah, well be fast too, but I mean he was just on he was on top of his game around the 2017-2018 year and even a few years before that he was improving and he's just been slugging. He's just been he's just been really sluggish the last few years. So I think it's about time now. He's been with the team for over 10 years. I think it's time that we we start to get some value out of him. He's 29 years old, so he does have some value and I think he'd be better off somewhere else. All right, so OTAs have started um, with some players opting out, namely um, Young and Sweat for the Washington football team. So with that being said, who – first, I got two questions. Who was the most impressive in at OTAs for the Washington football team so far, and is it a big deal that Young and Sweat have opted out of OTAs? Um, the most impressive player that I heard about was Diami Brown, who was, I think, the – He's a fourth round pick, fifth round pick, but he's a wide receiver. Um, and there was a play that everyone's been talking about where Taylor Heineke threw like a 50 yarder up the middle of the field and he went up to get it. He's got a really nice vertical, so he's able to get up and get it. It was against Troy Apke, which is nothing to write home about, but the fact that he was able to make that play and complete that play, um, I think was one of the most impressive things that they saw. And, um, that was really it. I didn't re- really hear about much. They they said that the uh, attendance rate uh, was pretty damn good as far as all the players who they expected to be there. So if players don't show up though, because I always treat the OTAs like like a president like a presidential campaign. Like you go to kind of like like even even when Drake, uh, Jay Hill was joking about Joe Barrow showing up to uh, training camp and looking good at um, it's Cincinnati. A that's all it yeah, is. It's like job. you show up to like show that you you're um, you're a team sport and you you want your team to see you there. Especially if you like the the franchise player, which Burrow, big headed ass is. Um, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like it's a morale thing. It's not about actually being at the like actually doing workouts. So, is it a big deal that Young and Spent weren't there? Being that they're like the anchors for the defense, especially um, you know, Young being no. like the new anchor for the defense. No, it's not. It's not a big deal. It's optional. Yeah, it's and, optional. And, and, they're not required to be there. And frankly, Rivera stressed that. And if anybody's a disciplined, you know, uh, character, you know, team first type of coach, it's Rivera. So if he don't have a problem with it, 
you, you know, I I don't. No, me neither. I don't even think I don't, like people not showing up to OTAs to watch them practice and the optional training is like the numbers being down is, is a is a is a is a clickbait. That's all clickbait at this point. It's like, hey, who was that wide receiver that we got from Cleveland? He was like six two, six three, and everyone had. You talking about Terrell Pryor? Yes. Good. God. Yes. He, he made that one-handed catch in the end zone during practice, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's going to be the best wide receiver. And that didn't <laughs> pan out. He's a case he? study in why priests uh, uh, all-season workouts highlights yeah, don't matter. He's a case study, dogs. He's a case study. <laughs> he's a case study in why that's those a, things don't accurate, matter. Yeah, that's, a, that's accurate. Wasn't he so, a quarterback in college? Yes. Oh, I didn't know huh. that. He's also a case study for that because Tim Tebow was a, a quarterback in college, and he's oh, making a bunch which, of noise. Speaking of which, <laughs> he's making a he's making a bunch of noise right now because he came to training camp looking like he's about to rip off the arms off of Thanos. Yeah, well, they said that they they're thinking about making him uh, putting him in the quarterback position. Would you not though? Considering, no, I wouldn't even put him on the team. I mean, uh, uh, uh. sure. He signed a one-year deal with them, and then immediately, like a week later, is the con- the quarterback controversy starts up with him taking snaps. So let's I mean, ask, it's not, let's, it's not a controversy. Ask. It's just you know, it's, it's just him trying to do. No, nah, it's the same. Like you gonna say the Saints had a controversy with Taysom Hill? The controversy no. is that he's an NFL player and Colin Kaepernick. No, they don't have a controversy. They That's the controversy, right? Yeah, that is the controversy. Well, that's the controversy. Motherfucking Christian boy got a got into the back into the league before Colin Kaepernick did. Same age, different record. Same. Yeah, John, I'm about to disagree with you on position. one part. It ain't because yeah, he's name? Christian. I didn't know they're that. both 33. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't say it was because he was Christian. Wow. I just called him a Christian boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's got another characteristic that's helping him out. <laughs> What's that? He's Caucasian. Oh, Caucasian oh yeah, 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 yeah. Caucasian Christian. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, um, it we'll can be Caucasian, whatever. In this country, you can be a Caucasian devil worshiper. You just got to be Caucasian. You can be a Caucasian Satanist. That's a and be a starting quarterback in the NFL. That's a that's a topic. That's a that's a topic of a. Uh, <laughs> debate for uh, title for the show. Quarterback of the you NFL. can be a Satanist, Caucasian Satanist, and quarterback in the NFL. Jesus. All right. Um, well, let's take a break. Oh, pardon the term. We'll talk more sports and things when we come back. <laughs> we'll be back. This is the break. Peace. Hey, family. I want to let y'all know how to find us online and get the latest updates. Here's the rundown on both Instagram and Facebook. It's sports and things. That's spelled S-P-O-R-T-Z underscore A-N-D underscore T-H-I-N-G-Z. Sports and things. On Twitter, it's at IsSports. That's spelled I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Be sure to click the like button and the follow button, too. And now, back to today's episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get into this NBA playoff segment. Um, note, first first note we're going to leave off with is the Bucks are now 3-0 against the Heat. Uh, I'm calling that series a sweep. I think 
everyone else can probably agree that that's going to be a sweep. Anybody have any objections to that series? No. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Trade no three one come back. I doubt that. Not today. Yo, yeah, that I joke mean, looked like you about to say. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah, so Trey, Trey's got the uh, what is that called? Center stage. Trey, he's center got the stage. center stage. And now he's stuck on his mic. Most knocked my mic down. Yeah, there you go. Trey also works for Apple, so that's why he gets all the new new. So he works for Apple and Daniel Snyder. <laughs> yeah, that's a Daniel Snyder feature. There's that's one good lie and one bad lie. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> all right. So Bucks will most likely sweep the Heat because the Heat have no answer on defense and on offense for the Bucks. Um, Atlanta and New York are now tied one all. Um, how do they fare in playing in Georgia this weekend, John? Whoo! This is going to be a good matchup. I like this matchup. Um, they called that at the beginning of it. This is going to be a seven game series. Yeah, the uh, the the Hawks played awful in game two. That is not something that they will do every game of this series. I don't think what they did in game two is describes anything about this team. I think this team. Uh, deservedly so, was in the middle of the pack uh, in terms of uh, East Coast ranking. Uh, and they're, they're a team to fear, and they're going to go home for two games. Um, and with the crowds coming back, they're going to have the crowds on their side. Hopefully no one will spit on Julius Randle. Uh, but, um, Good Lord. I think they'll tie this up. I, I think I think because it it's Atlanta. I think, um, I, th- I think this series will be tied uh after four games, I think it'll be two, two. Um, I see the Knicks winning one down there, but I definitely see this whole thing going seven games. I think the Knicks can still win down there for sure. Um, and I think this series is going to go to seven. I'm, I'm hoping that the Knicks edge them out in that series. That's my hope. Um, Cause it'd be nice to see the Knicks go into the second round. They would technically become the Cinderella story of the NBA. If they do that. Um, Jay Hill, your thoughts. Um, I think Atlanta will put it out. Um, I think the Knicks are very good, but I also think um, they aren't playoff good. Not like Atlanta is. I just don't think they're they're going to um, – I, I think both of them have a lot of talent, but I think the younger talent actually wins out on this one, which would be Atlanta. You know, I like the idea of a veteran – Derrick Rose making that team or willing that team to win, but you might be on to something with that young team and that spirit of them just kind of edging out the New York Knicks. Um, all right, let's move on to the next series. You have Mavs up 2-0 against the Clippers. Trey, can the Mavs sweep the Clippers? I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I mean... It's looking like it. <laughs> I don't think it's... <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a sweep. It might be five, five games, six games, but it, it, I don't think it'll be a sweep. Uh, I mean, Lucas balling out his mind right now, bro. Lucas like the one man killer over there. The Clippers need to break that team up. That's it. Ain't working. It ain't working. They get. They need to break that team up. You said. 
The Clippers, That's yeah. What he said. That's what he said. Mm. Yeah, it ain't it ain't working, man. You don't you think they break need that to team add, up? add 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 some pieces? No, nah, they need to break it up. I don't think it's working. So you think Kawhi's gonna leave? I don't know how they're gonna go about that. I I, I haven't looked into like the contract situations out there, and that's the kind of thing that you think. I actually about saw that. a report of Kawhi going to Miami. Because you know what? Real, realistically, yeah, they were talking the, about that. The Clippers are so mediocre. They don't have. They don't draw that much interest. Where I really care. I mean, like, and I, you know, I'm not saying that to be mean. It's just reality. They're just so blah. They're so mediocre, and they have people who are supposed to be perennial superstars. You know, Kawhi is. Paul George. Yeah. That's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. um, he's got all the attributes. He's shown us he can be a superstar, but he doesn't superstar when it's time to be super. <laughs> he doesn't um, So I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it's not working, man. Montrez Harrell is so happy to be on the other side of that locker um, that stadium. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like, they, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, you know, the Clippers, I, I never really believed in Paul George after Paul George um, left the Pacers. Couldn't do it in, couldn't do it in Indiana. Couldn't do it in OKC. And then, you know, Kawhi asked for him to come to L.A. And he doesn't show up when he needs to show up. I and think the good. I was going to say, and the Clippers downgraded because they fired Doc Rivers. Mm. Right. And more importantly, I just don't think they got enough to, to shut down Luca, like Luca's is is like a Clippers killer right now. He don't have enough to. He's he's he fouls a lot though. He fouls a that's, lot. That's fine, but you know if he's putting up triple doubles or he's putting up his numbers, and the rest of the team is just playing solid defense, I think the Clippers are in trouble, and they, they look like they're in trouble. Like I, you know, it's just uh, that's just how I see it. I I would I would say five games, four one series. And then I think what Trey says is going to happen. Is going to, they're going to probably blow that team up because it's going to be like, we don't have the right combination of players here. The fact that your camera does that is so weird. Bro. <laughs> 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 it's like it's like an acknowledgement of thoughts to you. That is so weird. <laughs> does that? All right. But no, more importantly, like I think that Trey is right. I think they blow that team up. Um, maybe even the coaching. They blow the coaching up as well. Let's move on to the other side of the Staples Center in the Lakers series. They're tied right now. Um, Jay Hill, do you think that Anthony Davis can consistently play like he did in game two? And do they win that series if he does? They better. <laughs> well, um, yes, because I think what we're not seeing, like we saw, um, like, you know, they got the footage of LeBron uh, in um, – Somebody's ear. Who the fuck? In Caldwell Pope, I think. He was in somebody's ear telling him. Yeah, he was in Caldwell Pope's face. He was um, in Caldwell Pope's face. I feel like he had the same conversation with AD. Just wasn't on the court. So I think he is now locked in. Um, the problem is LeBron is not a... Um, like, that's really the most direct we've ever seen him with a player. Like, he he's never really been like that Kobe or that Jordan that yell at you to tell you to get but, your shit together. But so he's, he's, he's got to be friendly. I don't think that he was yelling at Caldwell Pope like 
Kobe. No, 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 not yeah. talking down to him. You just like because yeah. they said they said he was basically like yo, you got to shoot that ball when it, like that's different from give me the fucking ball when we get down here. What are you doing shooting? You know what I mean? That's different. So yeah. he also wants to maintain a a friendly um. A, a friendly persona in the league within among the players within the league. But you know, so, I think I think it's more than that too. I think I think that's just the way he he motivates his team. Like Kobe, Michael Mo had different modes of motivation, which was like get out the way if you're not going to produce. LeBron is historically, even when he was in high school, it was like he was a team player. He's team he's team oriented. So like motivation comes from being able to build your players up. Like I'm here. I'm I'm LeBron. I'm here. Like I'm the best there is in this league right now, and I want you to be here too. You should. You're on my level. We picked you because we want you to be here. So do do what you came here to do. You know what I'm saying? Like J.R. Smith is the prime example of somebody who used LeBron's motivation to jack up shots he shouldn't have right. shot. Right. That's so what I'm saying. I, like I, I, I think I think he may have had a conversation with him off court. Like, you know, off camera or whatever, like, yo, you know, you got all this pressure. And that's what like Reggie Miller was talking about it, too, during the broadcast. You 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 put that pressure on yourself because everybody knows you're supposed to perform. This is the stage. This is the time. So you come out and put too much pressure on yourself. And that's what happens. Like yeah. either LeBron is going to pick it up for you and, and, you know, pull it out or you're going to be really exposed. And he got really exposed. But I don't think it's going to happen again. Pause. <laughs> exposure, um, nigga. Damn. I don't know, man. I ain't saying decently exposed. I mean, he was like when you listen back to the album. to the uh, the episode, you'll it was like a whole segment on. Excuse me. Picking it up, and pulling it out. <laughs> it was a whole picking it up and pulling it out and exposing. What are we talking out. about, what? man? And a whole. Hey, here's the question: Does it, does AD get suspended? No, um, he does not get. I would say no, only because like LeBron not, don't get nah, suspended. Nah, yeah, like Green yeah. he's not a frequent. What about when Draymond frequent, Green did it? Well, he's not a habitual line stepper. Draymond Green is a habitual line stepper. Very much so. It's a difference. Like, Le, like AD, AD. If even if he meant to do it, he'll at the most he'll like, get a fine. Like he's not going to get kicked out. Of, he's like, why he's gonna do it again? You got to understand, but you got to understand. Niggas got unorthodox. Shooting motions, all of that, man. Like you can't stand under somebody when they shoot the J because you got to give them space to land. I mean, I understand you can't twist your ankle. That is a legit thing, but you know, it, thirty now, forty like, years ago, that was just a foul. It was. <laughs> yeah, sure. It was. So now it's a tech. Like you, because yeah. you're closing out on somebody. I mean, maybe the closeout process is different where you weren't planting your foot right under where their feet are. Like you would stand like you know, like square up in front of them instead of like literally be like with your foot right where they would land. So maybe that's different on the closeout process. They, ha they have but all these rules about the closeout now that, that weren't in effect 20 years ago. Like players flopping and players like intentionally kicking players. It's it's right. it's all a bunch of bullshit at the end of the day. Like you know when somebody's being intentional. I don't I don't even know if he's being intentional. Like he does he normally kick his leg out when he shoots jumpers? I think no, he that's might. What, that's what the video has to be examined. I don't think he but does. Still not, not like that. Examining that. He doesn't again, kick it out like that. This is, but but, but he was know. fading away, too. He was fading away, too. Exactly. So it's like, that's like the difference on a fadeaway instead of going straight I don't up know, man. Yeah. If you look at that replay, it looked it look legit like he was trying to kick him in the balls. 
It did. I mean, I saw it, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. it did. I'm not like, it did. It yeah, did. I saw it, and I was like, at the most, he'll probably get a fine if they go back and review it and say. But it wasn't like it wasn't like he was trying to kick him in the balls because he got raked across the face. You know what I mean? That's something like that'd be different. It was like, why is there a stoppage in play? And he just kicking, like not like, not like that was fucked up, dog. Like let me get you back. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it's not. Yeah. That was his motion. That was just his motion. Yeah. All right. Uh, let me get you guys take on that series, how, where that series goes, or how that series ends. I mean, I, I'm not going to give an objection because uh, uh, you already know what I think. Lakers win. So, anybody else want to give their chime in? On I what think it's going to go seven games, games to Phoenix. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Whoa! He's just doing he's just doing the clickbait shit now. See, look at the fucking camera. Look at it. I can't stand that camera. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we're doing it now. Turn off the thing. Look like the the, the squirrel. Remember the remember the squirrel? Uh, oh yeah, the squirrel. All right, so John says. Uh, sons, I can't even say it. I can't even make my words. I'll say it for you. It, it all depends on if Chris Paul stays healthy. You yeah, said Suns in five. Yeah. Ooh. No, Lakers in five. Oh, I'm about oh. to say what? You are Lakers bugging. in six. Lakers in six. Yeah, I say Lakers in six as well. Um. All right. Uh. So we got through most of the uh, playoffs series that are going on right now. Let's talk a little bit about um, these fans that are doing things that they shouldn't be doing in the stances. Now, um, some fans have been banned after uh, dropping popcorn on Westbrook. We talked about this a little earlier. And then another fan spit on Trey Young. So what can be done about protecting players from fan interaction? Uh, Let's start with John. Um, Well, there was a statement, uh, I think, that was released uh, by both, I don't know if it was by the uh, the New York Knicks either, but um, I do remember that the uh, Philadelphia 76ers released a statement saying that they, they do not condone that type of behavior from their fans uh, and that they apologize to Westbrook and to the Washington Wizards organization. Um, so Adam Silver needs to come up with something. I'm pretty sure it's going to take a little while before that happens, but um, there needs to be some sort of a barrier uh, for the courtside seats. I have a feeling if this gets any worse, they're going to get rid of those courtside seats and push them back and put a barrier there so they can't even get to arm's length uh, to the fans. They're going to have to close off those overpasses so no one can reach over the railings and do anything. We've seen yeah. videos of where they players are going towards the locker room and they're literally walking between bleachers, like walking be- between fans to get to the locker room. I mean, that's right. that's that's really, really close nah, quarters. I mean, that's just that's the kind of intimacy they want for the game. They they wouldn't do that. We're not turning this into football. Well, they're real those those fans are baseball. ruining the fan experience for other fans who who enjoy that type, and I, I would hate to see that. Why you away. hate the argument that one bad apple is not going to make me change the whole structure of my my fucking arena? Like I, I, well, I, I don't, don't even know my what else. Side seats. There is nothing they can do. They make examples out of the people. Yeah, make an example out of them. Yeah, but but did you see? But my, you can but, ban as many people as you want, but that's not gonna. I don't think no, that's gonna I mean, stop the behavior. No, other people. Remember, happen to them. People who go to games are drunk. 
So they're not going to sit yeah. there and remember what happened to the person prior to, nah, to that incident. You, I mean, but, you this, take a this, season ticket cycle of and news, ban them permanently? Yeah, you take a cycle of news. Nobody's going to yeah. forget about that. You will yeah, but it's, it's, hap- it's happened for the last five, six seasons. How many times have they yeah, done what sure. they did? But look, I would they say give it two more coming days. down on these fans. I would say give it two more days, and then we're gonna know the names of these people. That's what but, that's what's you, always but, just like they, just look, like a dude in just like how long, the Mets game that ruined that. How how long catch. do we have to wait before another malice at the palace happens? I was gonna ask that. Like we we're oh, moving towards like players this season. Dis- players being disrespected. Like, well, talking close to an end. Yeah, players yeah. Wait, wait, not wait, being wait. respected at all. You're talking. You're talking about grown men being treated like kids or being treated like like pieces nah, of property. Kids, at that point. I will say. Yeah, it's like, and if you like, if you spit on me, I'm I'm approaching you. Like, you're not gonna spit on me without it being but, uh, some type but of conflict. Here's That's, thing, that, but here's the thing. Like, like they was talking about. Like, you you talk about the the uh, they released a statement. The NBA released a statement said they wouldn't condone the behavior from Knicks fans. Knicks fans was yelling, fuck Trey Young. Fuck Trey Young. Like that's what they was yelling. Like, how you gonna how do you how do you address that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what you you gonna ban the, the players whole section? Were saying that that you gonna that ban the whole section of people that were saying that? But the that's what, were but, they, that but the NBA is saying that bothers them. That's part of the ethics, that's part of the fan interaction. Like, you can't do that. Why can't we? I'm free to speak, but like, there's I'm, a lie. I'm, I'm, but you know I'm they do that for, for college yeah. games. Yeah, I'm I'm all oh, for you like the audio. Yeah, I'm all for players like being able to I mean like fans being able to like show their their team spirit. But it's a, like you said, Jay, there's a line that you cross when you do something like that's just disrespectful to another per another human being. And that's where those lines are being crossed. Like you can't treat these players like pieces of property and just do whatever you want to them. And I would argue that we don't we don't really know who the people are who did it yet, but they might be of a certain persuasion that, yeah, that yeah. they can pull it, pull it off. So it's like well, I don't well one of them, one of them's definitely of a persuasion. It's called a Good. Philly fan. That camera. Well, you can see the dude. You you right, and you know, you can see the one that, that spit on Trey. Like they, you can see his face. He, they right behind Fifty Cent, so you can see. So it's like yeah, so like right. So well, the like, ones that dumped the popcorn was the Philly fans, and they. I mean, don't matter what yeah, yeah, but that dude almost spit on the girl that was with 50 Cent. I know. Like, I she reacted. Get, I was trying to get it over. Yeah. I was trying to get it over her. So that's my fault. Yeah, but I think it got on her because she moved. She she reacted when I think it, she it just happened. Saw it. And, and Fiddy looked over. He was I like, mean, she may have got residual, but I don't think, she, you know. <laughs> Man, I think at the end of the day, you got to God, all right. Like, you got to protect your players. Like, the players, <laughs> the players are there, and they're kind of defenseless. And when they do, and then when they do respond, it's like, oh, now we got to find a players for basically stepping up or defending themselves. And it's like, that's, yo, that's where yo. I was going to go, Dennis. I think yeah. it's going to happen when the players all start to go up to Adam Silver and say, you need to do something about this or there's going to be another malice at the palace. Because yeah. if Westbrook so, is walking, we've seen Westbrook walk to the locker room by himself. If yeah. he was by himself last night. Oh, he, he, had the he, same, he had the same reaction when it happened before. Remember they said that, like, yeah, that he he wasn't just close to going up to the fan that that was talking to him when he was. Do at you the remember? Bench. Do you remember the little kid who was sitting courtside and he, and he started to shove. He shoved Westbrook, and mm-hmm. the, and, and Westbrook yeah. turned around and his like, dad. You get your child exactly, and he had a conversation with the kid. Like Westbrook yeah. looked at the kid. It was like, don't do that shit. I don't know yeah. how your parents raised you. 
And maybe I need right. to have a talk with him, but you don't do that, Jen. The kid was what, like, I'm what, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's levels it's, to it's, it. It's, it's like but a privilege thing to them. It's like but, a, what, what, it's, but what will happen is the players' union goes to Adam Silver. Adam Silver draws up some kind of fine for each team, for each for each um, action or whatever. So let's say the fucking Knicks get fined five hundred thousand. Now it's like, all right. We got to now we got to really do some background checks on who's coming into our games. Of course, everybody's not a season ticket holder. So this is going to be <sighs> hell of let me. Hey, you can fuck it up for us if you want to. But that's I don't just think it, that's I don't think it goes that route. The, 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 I really do think what they do is they are going to distance how far the, the fans are to the players. I think that's the first step. I think you need man, to push. The courtside yeah, seats that are across from the players, those are the ones that have the most contact with the players. So they need to move those guys back because they're literally it, on the court. It, We've seen how many players already further back. They've the moved stands. them back like, probably because yeah, of COVID. Man. They've moved them back now. No, they're they're not right like there. in the I'm bubble. Watching, like in the I'm bubble watching, they had. I'm watching the Lakers game right now, and they're on Yeah, the they're court. further... No, they're further back than they used to be. No, they, are, they used to sit no, right at the court. Now they're no, they three are, feet I, back. Trey, I'm looking at them right now. They're at the sideline. I line. am too. That's the side. That's the All side. Right. That's the out of bounds line. They can't sit on the Yo, out of bounds line. They're you, literally they right used there. to be sitting right on the like. They just sit on the yellow. Yeah, not on yeah, the but, they used to but sit look, on look, the yellow. Exactly. Here's a, here's the thing though. So like in the NFL, there there's a definite distance between the. The, the, the where the players sit and how close the, the audience sits to the players. Yeah, like, there is no die reach. in football. <laughs> you mess right. around. That's a whole different con. Like, that's why hockey, different. hockey has no, glass I mean, for a reason. I, that's what I. Yeah, that's where I was about to go, Jay. Yeah, baseball has the net. Say. Like baseball has, baseball has the net. Has the home plate. That's right, players. Right. But they that's, still, that's, but they're still right there. Protecting. They're protecting. But they're still right there. You can't like yeah, just like in baseball when the outfielders are outfielders in baseball. No, the outfielders in baseball are exposed to all kinds of uh like verbal rhetoric. You know that, man. You you can talk That's to ver- them. Yeah. They are. Yeah, yeah but, but they're not. But them, they're, you can't. Yeah, you can't spit on them. They're not that close. They're 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 ten feet high. They're ten feet <laughs> from the players, and and the players are about 15, 20 feet away from the wall. They're in in right yeah. field, center field, left field. They're in the grass. There's like about almost eight feet of uh, uh of the warning track between the wall and the grass so there's plenty of space there we're Man. talking about protecting the fans in baseball when the foul ball is hit and it goes behind the player into uh in, towards the third base side you can John, hit a kid in less than two seconds right when the bat goes up the first base line We've seen people catch bats. You know what I mean? We've seen people. It's, it's, it's a different argument because that's injuries from, from like the sport itself, not because you call somebody a name and they can run up to you. Yeah, but what I'm talking can't about. do that. But my mm-hmm. argument is they can still, Adam Silver can still come out and say, we're going to protect the players and the fans and we're going to do it like this. We're going to put up barriers, whether it's plexiglass or whether it's we push fans farther back so they don't have any close contact with the fans because enough is enough. We guys have welcomed you back after being out for almost a year, and this is how you treat the players. This is not how we were supposed to start. So this is a punishment for the fans, and this is to protect the players. And all the players are going to start coming out, and they're going to say to Adam Silver, if you don't do something something about this, fans are going to get hurt. 
and they're going to regret their decisions. You're going to see more Meta World pieces going into the stands and beating the shit out of motherfuckers. So I can and clearly I think, see yeah. Adam Silver taking making a move like that. And I think that was more my point of what John is saying. You can you can change the barriers of where players and fans interact or where they you can either socialize at that point. Because the players in the NBA and the fans in the NBA have always really been close to the players. They've always been like of seats behind those guys. And like you can't stop them from being able to like say things or even do things at that point. And at that point, yeah. security can't get there fast enough. It's too right. late at that point. You know, what even saying? when so like, security's we, walking with a play, like there was two security guards with Russell Westbrook when it happened. They can't prevent the popcorn from from hitting right. him unless they had like a tarp over him or some shit like that. I think but, I think what you should do, you should put an awning over the daggone yep. uh, the, the, yep. the area most where of, players most walk of them out do, of. Like they do with football, they have an awning. Yeah, like, like you do that. Tunnel. You know, what I'm saying everybody you put an awning over the tunnel. But you also got to remember, everybody designs their stadiums. For different no, but then you make for you make fans. that a requirement then you make that a requirement. you have to make it a requirement that's why i'm saying adam yeah. silver needs to come out and say we're going to set some requirements for all arenas so that we can protect the fans. it's just like the bubble when the bubble became effective adam silver said this is how we're going to make the arena we're going to make it like this and when they did the bubble for the nhl it was the same thing this arena for the East Eastern Conference is going to be built this way, and for the Western Conference, is going to be built the same way. And Adam Silver is probably going to have to come out and say every arena that hosts a professional basketball game needs to be set up like this. It's like when you go to a a, a store and the store like the changes changes yeah. the uh, the the layout of the store. Yeah. It's because it's like every it's it's called branding. So yeah, yeah it's you like the Olympics like, exactly. Yeah. Right, you got. So, you, have to, you have to have certain regulations in place for for this place to qualify right. for us to use it. But the let's go that, back. The fact that Trey didn't even say anything in this camera move is is freaking me out. <laughs> it's not based well, on I'm what he says. It's based on how he looks at it. So, oh, okay, got it. What the thing is, um, we can't escape from the fact that the rule of law in any organized country is based off a certain type of fear of consequences. And um, if if they set it up so that you warn people in advance in writing, you know, and they've already started issuing statements, you uh, execute those things where you you have punitive damages and maybe even criminal. Like, okay, if they make it so if they make it so that these people, if they do something, they are banned permanently. They can't come anymore. And furthermore, if it was assault that they're prosecuted, if yeah, they yeah. follow up on that, yeah. if they follow up on that, a couple people will try it and then they'll be like, you know what? Every year at the Super Bowl, it. there's a streaker. Every year there's a streaker at the Super Bowl. They, they don't televise them because they don't give them the publicity. But remember the, the dude last year bet on himself that there would be a streaker and won. Like, <laughs> how much money? like he, he, he fought it out. He was like, all right, I'm going to bet that there's going to be a streaker. And he was a fucking streaker. So he, he had his money to get out of jail. So either the consequence isn't severe enough or... The consequence like, isn't severe enough. No, you just you said mean, it. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait you wait, just wait, said wait, the consequence isn't sports. severe enough. Like even when, know, Hank Aaron, when Hank Aaron broke the record, dudes ran around the bases with him. That's the nature of sport, man. We're not going to put these people in a box. The only thing you can't do that on nah, is hockey. But wait, wait, wait. Hockey is the only one. Wait, we're, talking about, we're talking about a misdemeanor The consequences aren't severe enough. Yeah, I get you on that. Yeah, they're not. And you're talking about he somebody. Said, even Hank Aaron said he didn't know if those dudes was coming up to stab him. I didn't know what they was doing. They came up and shook his hand and patted on him back. I don't know what the fuck y'all two dudes yeah, is doing. Yeah. At the end of the day, 
I think Trey hit it on the head. The, 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 the consequences aren't severe enough. And if you're facing criminal charges for something that you do at a, a game or an arena, that changes the dynamic of what you would actually do at an arena. My, my homeboy, one of my best friends when we were in college, when they were doing a raffle for the ticket, he ran out on the half court with a, with a fake ticket and he got kicked out of the game. His consequence was he couldn't come back to any games for the rest of the season. That's a consequence that you don't want to – like, that's something that's a severe consequence. You're running up on players. Like, not, mind you, you're running up on athletes who could probably kick your ass if you do something yep. to them. Right. That's, that's part of the consequence. But the, the bigger part of the consequence should be you should face a fine and possibly criminal charges based on the severity of what you do to that player 000. or to those players. Nobody wants to five hundred thousand dollars for pouring popcorn on Russell Westbrook. Half a, half a million dollars, man. <laughs> yeah, nobody's the going team, to the team has to eat look, that. Look, look, five hundred thousand dollars and thirty days in jail. Who's going to eat that? Nobody. Mm. Nobody's going to want to eat that. And mm-hmm. so I think that I think Trey hit on the head. The consequences yeah. need to be made most of it. I think the players, the players association, man. yeah, the players association should go to to Adam Silver and say, "Hey, look, we don't feel safe." Being like you, you're reading all, we're reading all these comments now about players having to deal with these racist rants in the stands or like people right, saying yeah. stuff to their to their family members in the stands. John Morant right. just did a report just went up today that John Morant's right. father got like had some racist comments made to him in the stands. Like you have to yeah. protect the people and like the people know who they're saying. Like they didn't they didn't like just arbitrarily say it to somebody who looked like John Morant. They knew it was John Morant's dad that they were saying that stuff to. Like so it's like you gotta protect these people, you put them in. Like tennis has players boxes where their families go and sit in the players boxes at the games. Like you can't even be confined. But the thing is, why should I be confined to a box? I was going to say that. I'm sure. I'm sure every player could get a suite. You could get a box suite for your folks. It may not be 20 of them, but you can put your parents in the box. You know what I mean? To 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 have that experience, if not have that security. But I want to be courtside where I can see my son, where I can see, you know, whatever. So yeah, we could box everybody up. Like yeah, but at the end of the day, VIP section. Shit. At the yeah, at the end of the day though, like you know if you know they're targeting people and like you can't you can't limit the people. You don't know who's coming in there with the with the malicious intent to do something or to say something to somebody based on their hatred for the team and all that player. So you have to protect the people who you know are yeah. there for a specific reason. Right. The players are there for a specific reason. Their families are there for specific reasons. You protect them as much as you can. And right. you find those people who show themselves to be there for malicious and intent or whatever. Reality is, historically, the league has not put an effort into protecting the players. Yes. Yes. There has not been consequences. What have they done since the malice in the palace? There has not been consequences. People cuss Nothing. at the players and they Nothing. say racist stuff. Do you hear about, you know why this dude got banned this time? Because this is a sensitive, we're in a sensitive time, sensitive cult. He happened to do it. What? Was it, if it wasn't on the it's anniversary of George Floyd's death. Mm. Right. 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 All right. Well, so, no, two day, well, what, two days after? But still, <laughs> I mean, you know. Right. It, it, yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. All right, well, yeah, we we I think we we've touched enough uh, heartstrings and conflict on this subject. I think we should take a break and uh, come back to some sports and things news and other segments. So we're gonna take a break, and when we come back, we'll get into that. This is sports and things. I'm the real Chris Paul. <laughs> I'm the real Chris Paul. <laughs> Shut up. Hold up. 
Before we go on, do you have a hot take for the Sports and Things crew? Send us a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we'll debate something that you want to talk about. Either way, hit us up. Now back to the episode. And welcome back to Sports and Things, everybody. We're going to get right into our next segment, which is John Lane presents the Sports and Things News. All right. Thank you, Mr. Turner. This is John Lane. And this is the Sports and Things News on Thursday, May 27, 2021. Yay. We will start with you guys. Um, do you guys remember the woman in Central Park that stopped oh, a God. black photographer? Um, bird watch black photographer. And he was uh, a little bit hesitant and because she didn't have her dog on a leash and she called the police on him, tried to get him arrested and uh, made some very false Karen. claims about him. Yeah. She's, she's a Karen. Her name is Amy Cooper. Well, she, um, while this story is, is written by Meredith Deliso of ABC news, she says the white woman who called 911 over an encounter with a black man while walking her dog in Central Park last year has sued her former employer for alleged racial and gender discrimination. I wish I could pull up the sound bite that goes. I wish I could pull up the sound bite that goes, my, how the turntables. Um, right. Anyway, the complaint. <laughs> for, well, you just for, said for it. For those so. of us who watch The Office. Um, yes. The complaint was filed in New York federal court on Tuesday, exactly a year after Amy Cooper was caught on cell phone video in a verbal dispute with bird watcher Christian Cooper. I don't think there's any relation, but it's funny that her name is Amy Cooper and this guy's name is right. Christian Cooper. Right. Um, during which she falsely... Uh, they got to check their 23 and Me. Ancestry.com. probably related. related. That was... Uh, my mm. grandfather raped your um during which she falsely no, claimed no, to no, police no, that an no. african-american man was threatening well. her and her dog um let me move ahead the lawsuit alleged that amy cooper was uh, characterized as a privileged white female karen which is true due to the company's public statements and alleges that the company did not perform an investigation into the incident as publicly stated, and did not speak with Christian Cooper or obtain the full 911 calls. I mean, do they really need to? This sounds like a situation where they the employer listened to uh, the media and listened to the alleged uh, re police report that was filed. Why do you need to talk to Christian Cooper? Like, why do this, does there need to be a, a further investigation on this? It is what it is. You're a white privileged Karen. That's what that was. And you, and you knew you were. Wow. Yeah. Yep. So, How you okay. Sorry. Let me get that <laughs> off my shoulders. Uh, next story. Get that That's monkey off your back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. And there it is. Wonderful <laughs> team. Well, Trey just named this segment. He yep. named the title of his show. Get this the is, monkey just, off your get back. Get the monkey off your back. Uh, one of the real singing voices behind the infamous pop duo Millie Vanilli has died at the age of 66 after a battle with COVID-19, according to his daughter. John Davis's daughter, Jasmine, revealed her dad died May 24th with the post that read, my dad passed away this evening through the coronavirus. She continued, he made a lot of people happy with his laughter and smile, his happy spirit, love, and especially through his music. He gave so much to the world. Please give him the last round of applause. We will miss him dearly. 
That is a story from TMZ. Y'all remember this guy's voice, right? So was he Millie or Vanilli? He was both. It was one word. Millie wait, Vanilli. Wait, wait. I didn't know that. No, it was two dudes. No, Millie Vanilli. Yeah, but he was both of them. Did he actually no, was do two. <laughs> <laughs> I was say. He was wait, it was one dude who did both voices? No, no, no. I'm just saying no. he he's saying he he was one of the I think he was the lower uh he sang the chorus to "Blame It on the Rain." All right, so he was. So he you was know the, um, the dude who wrote uh, uh, "Girl, You Know It's True." What was that? that song? Uh, was it called "Girl, You Know It's True"? Uh, yeah, "Girl, You, you Know It's True." Yep. Uh huh. That's that's the him. guy who wrote the guy who produced that song is from Annapolis, Maryland. Oh wow! Wow. He Fun is fact. his name is his name is uh, Bill Petaway. He and the is, whole time uh, Bill knew. That them boys with them dreads wasn't singing them songs. Right. Well, the hey, story it, it was a money thing, man. It wasn't about that. <laughs> yeah, it's the same so, reason. It's the same, it's the same way Lauren Hill got caught. Yeah. And Bill, Bill's uh claim to fame now is that Bill is basically the sound designer for Timberland. Oh, yeah, you told me this story. Yeah, wow. so like anytime a new device comes out or a new piece of equipment comes out, they send it to Bill. Bill learns it and he teaches Timberland how to use it. What? Yeah, you know, after that wildly yeah. successful year that they had with like all those number one hits, it was like "Blame It on the Rain," "Girl, You Know It's True." Um, they had like a ballad or something like that. Uh, I think the duo's name is Fab and Rob. One of them died. One of them committed suicide. Yeah, was, yeah, he I think it was yeah. a light skinned dude. Um, it was the green eye one. Yeah, the light skinned dude. Um, the producer came clean. He he came clean and said it was all a front. They didn't actually sing any of the songs they released and it was really uh this guy's voice uh and a few others on the records and of course dennis you know the story the most iconic and infamous moment was during a live performance on mtv when the track for girl you know it's true skipped on the loop leaving the Hilarious. duo they left them on stage uh, they didn't know what to do that joint says girl you know it's girl girl you know it's girl <laughs> Your man ran off stage like, uh-huh, uh-huh. girl, you don't know it's. <laughs> but do you know that after, um, after the, everyone found out the the whole controversy behind that, they actually tried to release an album with their real yeah, voices. They actually sang, they were, man, it was horrible. They were on the Arsenio yeah, Hall show. Oh boy, it was horrible. Yeah. They were on the Arsenio Hall show, and yeah. it was bad. I was like, no so you wonder. Know what, you know what you do? You blame it on Arsenio. <laughs> 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 Um, and our final story. Uh, so Ellen DeGeneres has really been falling off uh, for the past few years. Of course, we know that uh, Ellen has, it's been alleged that uh, some of the people who worked for her have said that she runs a um, a, a pretty cryptic and, and very volatile uh, company for the Ellen DeGeneres show. And a lot of people have quit. A lot of people have come forward and saying that they've been mentally abused and physically abused by Ellen. Um, and so she's been taking a lot of slack. Well, uh, apparently Ellen's show has been taken off the air. Ellen is what? no longer. Yeah. And um, oh, she was it's, quitting. It's, it's being taken over. Oh, did she quit? I heard she I, quit. I, yeah, I, no, she, okay. yeah, the she time had a conversation slot. with uh, she had a conversation with Oprah about her quitting. Okay, well, there's really? a successor now. 
Um, it's Kelly Clarkson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kelly Sorry, Clarkson what? show will take over the slot currently held by Ellen yep. DeGeneres after her He's 19th being, season concludes. Uh, NBC made, loved by America. Yeah. NBC He's made the announcement more of the American pedigree. Clarkson's show currently in its second season and airing in all of the network's markets is expected to replace Ellen's by fall of 2022. As we first told you, this is from TMZ. Kelly had been penciled in as a front runner for Ellen's Coveted syndicated hour of television pretty much since her talk show launched in the fall of 2019. The show debuted to huge ratings and with NBC, uh, NBC honchos predicting DeGeneres would pull the plug on her show. Eventually, Clarkson seemed like the perfect successor. And we all know uh, Kelly Clarkson infamously as the very first winner of the very first American Idol. So uh, the only problem... Um, about Kelly Clarkson is that her show's ratings dipped a little bit during the pandemic, but it was because a lot of other daytime shows dipped as well. So there was uncertainty. There was some uncertainty if NBC would still go along with her um, and maybe go for someone like Tiffany Haddish. But of course, they couldn't see a black girl taking over. They didn't want another Oprah taking over. So they put Kelly Clarkson's ass on there. So I'm John Lane. That's the Sports and Things News. Thanks, John. And I think that that segment is a good way to, to to put a button on what we think about how they make people in Hollywood, because Kelly Clarkson was basically made from the time she was introduced. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's all good. Um, let's get into our next segment, which is Artists of the Week. And we're going to start with... Week. What? <laughs> Let's start with uh, Jay Hill. Um, only because he just recently celebrated a birthday. Um, I went back and just listened to the playlist of Buster Rhymes, the uh, yeah. yeah, the Dragon, and um, he got a lot of the Dragon. That's his name, the Dragon. The Dragon. The dragon. Cisco. No, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> the original track. <laughs> uh, all right, okay. Um, dress so yeah, he, he, it was funny because, like, when he did Pasek Vasquez, he said he didn't want to do the track. But um, I think it was Puffy that told him, like, dude, you got a really good tone and you can't keep doing all these songs where you're screaming at ladies. <laughs> like they don't, yeah. they, they're not going to respond to that. So that's when he started to embrace his lower register and just like talk on the mic. He said he, he, he didn't know how to really turn it off. He was what song was that that he told him? What song was he it? He said it was Pasek Vassier. No, I thought it was earlier. As a I thought it was, uh, oh yeah, no, 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 no. It was, uh, uh, oh, oh yeah, I know. No, no, no. It was, uh, it was, um, it was uh, Office First album. Uh, if you oh, really want to party with me, oh yeah, you got put your hands me. where your eyes can see. Yeah, it was that joint where my eyes can see. It was Somebody's that eyes can see because he yeah. wanted Puffy. He wanted. He wanted. What'd you say? He wanted he Puffy wanted to produce it. No, no, no. Puff just gave him. Puff gave him kind of the advice. He was yeah. like, "Dude, you gotta embrace your lower register. Like, you got yeah. a voice, and not even embrace it. You just can't keep screaming on all these songs." That's exactly what no the quote hits. was. Yeah, that's, that's what, what the quote was. was. He was like, "You, you gotta you stop screaming no at girls." Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> you gotta stop. So if you, if you go girls. listen to that song, uh, he's actually singing in a much more relaxed tone. Yeah, yeah. And then the joint he did with Janet. You talking about the joint he did with Janet too? Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. Oh boy. Um. 
Jay, you you started with something. Oh, I was I was going to talk about the Cisco song because it was a it was a fact about um, uh, Trace saying um, he sang the song. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Thong song, and originally the Thong song was written for Michael Jackson. The music for it was yeah. Don't do oh. yeah. That's the actual thong song. Like Cisco, Cisco heard the music first, and then yeah. Cisco was like, "Give me that." And then you know, it goes down in history. It's like one of the quickest songs written, and it, it was it was an instant <laughs> hit. You know, I have a friend who says she wants that played at her reception when she gets married. Like she wants that played when she walks in. <laughs> so yo, I had the uh, bride at a wedding who requested us to play WAP. WAP. Oh wow. Okay, moving on. Oh boy! Oh wait, wait, wait! By the way, y'all seen the Saturday Night Live sketch where Will Ferrell plays Robert Goulet and he sings, he sings songs from other people. He said he he did the thong song. Yes, Yes. he was like, "That's funny, girl. That dress looks scandalous." Scandalous. And you know, another (laughs) nigga couldn't handle it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Uh, John. John, you go. You go. Uh, my artist of the week is Pages, a uh, famous easy listening group from the 70s. Uh, they had three albums out. Um, one was a self-titled album. They are an amazing, amazing group if you like that sort of music. Um, one of the members of Pages went on to be in the group Mr. Mr., and I believe it's the lead singer of that group. Uh, I would recommend any album but if you really want to get down to the nitty-gritty of some of their really good work listen to the album the self-titled album from 1978 and they have a song on their um i believe it's called this is for the girls so ours of the week pages all right i'm gonna go next because i'm gonna let trey go last because i'm pretty sure trey doesn't have a movie or documentary of the week so i just want him to get out of the way (laughs) (laughs) um Oh Lord! Here My we go. artist of I the knew week. It. I knew it. <laughs> I knew that camera was gonna do that shit. <laughs> All right. So my, my artist of the week is actually um, a local artist, um, a brother that we all know. I don't know. Micah? Trey knows him. Not a Micah. No, 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 no. Uh, brother Authentic. He had a record come out this uh, year called oh, The Color yeah. Us. Yeah. Um, I would suggest everybody, if you're a hip hop fan, you check it out. He's also a really good uh, visual artist and engineer. So uh, check out that album, The Color of Us. It's a dope record. Um, I think he did all the beats too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. at the, so he produces and he's an MC on it. It's a really good body of work. Um, check it out. And then Trey, now you can go with your artist of the week. You can also just go segue into your movie or documentary of the week, which is probably nothing as well. My artist of the week is uh, Nate Dogg. Um, the late, great Nate Dogg. Uh, ghetto soul crooner and hook uh, extraordinaire from uh, all of the west coast and then on to east coast and other uh, whose uh, phone songs. is that? Is that my phone? I'm sorry, Trey. That's Y'all Trey. hear that? I think that was yours. It's not me. No, that's Trey. It's only happening when Trey talks. Yeah, it's only you. It's only on you. What it do? Some really bad interference. Oh, popcorn. Wow. The popcorn yeah, that got know. thrown on Russell Westbrook. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> so, wow. So, in the words, you got popcorn. Dog. Hold up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> That's funny. 
Hold up. You got a documentary or movie, Um, TV show? There was a Jocko Pastorius one. I don't even know what the name of it was, but it was really good. Really, really good. Um, The one that was on Showtime? uh, I think I watched it on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. That, That was really good. That was really good. It was, was it the one that was produced by the bass player from Metallica? I don't think so. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's the one I saw. Okay. Is yeah, it? I don't know who it was. Produced. That was the one that was on Showtime. Uh, that was the one that was on Showtime. Oh no, no, that's, no, no, that's when they found that one. The one yeah, I saw the one was, that was on, on Showtime. They, yeah, I saw it on Netflix. Oh. Yes, I know that. Same one. It could be the same one. It could be the same one, but the one that was on um, the one I'm talking about was produced by the bass player from Metallica. Because in that documentary, they find. The base of doom that was um, stolen from Jacko, and and he buys it for okay. Um, no, I have I don't remember that. Money. Okay, this no, was I more don't. just his yeah, story. Then, yeah, that's the one I saw. Story. Trey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it, it, it tells it tells a story in this one too. It's it's a really in depth one, but and at the end of it, they find the base of doom and they give it to Felix. That's oh wow! So Felix actually has he's like like the bass player from Metallica buys it, so he owns the bass. But then he gifts it to Felix Pastorius. Oh, wow! Yeah. Wow, that's a great story. I need to watch that. Yeah, it's. it's a, I, I'm a fan of the name of it because I watched. I know I watched it on Showtime for sure. It's. I mean, we the the story of Jacko Pastorius is is a book called The Extraordinary Life uh, of uh, Jacko Pastorius, the greatest bass player uh, to ever. Well, the story is super tragic. It's a it's a it's a really sad story of, of how yeah. you can rise and fall really fast. And uh, he had a meteoric, meteoric like rise to fame through the band Weather Report and drugs and you know misdiagnosis is the reason why he kind of like had a the demise that he had. But he he had a beautiful time as like a musician on this planet too. So he gave a lot to yeah. the music community as well. So um, yeah. we got to find out the name of both those documentaries because they, they could be very well be two different documentaries. Um, you see how I flipped it. So I just had an artist of the week, and then I just had another artist of the week. I just made it a, do- uh, a documentary instead. So well, that's cool because you know this is Trey. He doesn't really watch that much TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jay Hill. Um, F is for family. On that. Oh man, yes, yes. I've it's, never seen. Oh, what? Yo, that's dope. Oh, yo, you're missing it's, out. Isn't that's that Bill Burr? We don't see. Yes, we don't season two now. It's so. Bill Burr. It's Bill Burr. Yes, it's, it's, it's animated. It's animated. And it is. Yeah, you had me. You had me at Bill. Yeah, that joint <laughs> came out like four years ago, like right? Two, like three. Like three. Yeah, three, it might four, be. Yeah, might okay. even be four. But yeah, yeah, that shit is hilarious. Yeah, that shit is hilarious. Yeah, because it's I, I, all about seventies, and the yeah. filter is not there because oh, wow. it's seventies. So you get a lot of racial like overtones and undertones, oh, no. and okay. just like yeah, it's it's really what it is to me. I basically think it's um, Archie Bunker animated. That's basically that's funny. It's it's all in the family animated. Fun fact about Bill Burr: I met Bill Burr last summer at Dave Chappelle's summer camp, and Bill Burr is is a um, anyway. Bill Burr is a um, is a drummer. I don't know if you guys knew that he plays drums. Nope, so, didn't know that. Like he came into he came into the venue we were setting up at, and he did what. Remember when Dana Carvey uh, played the character on a uh, oh. on a uh, 
Wayne's, Wayne's World, World, where he yeah. was tapping the drums a little bit, and then he yeah. sat down and like smashed. Bill Burr kind of, he kind of did that, but he didn't smash the drums. He just played like a little pocket and got up and was like, I play a little drums. I was like, okay, cool. Sounds like that's exactly his character. <laughs> just like that's what's exactly the name from Center plays bass, right? Oh God. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Um, what right, was he uh, playing? Play that funky music? No. What was he playing? I didn't even know what he was playing. He was playing, um, uh, what's the first hip hop song? What was that? Boom, boom, boom. But, uh, oh, uh, uh, Rapid Delight. Yeah, he was playing that shit. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, God. Sure, you know, I said the hippie, a hoppy, a hippie, the hoppy. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, John, your movie or documentary of the week? Uh, my documentary of the week is The Night Stalker. Uh, as everybody oh, knows, yeah. I'm into uh, serial killer and. Um, uh, Things along the lines of those type of documentaries. It's set back in the 70s, takes place in California around the same time as the Ted Bundy uh, murders. Um, the way that they catch him, I don't know if this is what I picked last week, but. Um, you did. But okay. it was dope. It's fine. It's cool. It, it is. Yeah. I, I watched it again and it's, it's fantastic. Um, and just because I picked it last week, I'm going to just say watch Evil Genius too, because that was fantastic. It was, it was dope. Yeah. That was, and I remember I started watching the Night Stalker too, um, but I don't typically watch stuff like that before I fall asleep because of the dreams that I have. That are, but the, are, the evil genius yeah. one is, is 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 that's the one where they talk about the dude in Pennsylvania that had the joint the bomb around his neck. Yep, the yes. pizza pizza delivery yeah, guy, pizza delivery guy. Yep. Yeah. The way all that shit unfolds. I remember watching Evil Genius. Wild. Oh man, that shit is wild. Yeah. All right. So I changed my mind. My documentary so, of the week is Evil Genius. My, <laughs> bad. my um my movie or documentary of the week is a movie that just came out called uh, Nobody. So I'll just set it up for you guys and you guys can watch it if you so choose. But I think with the setup, you guys will want to check it out. Basically, picture if John Wick was a comedy. Wow. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I saw the trailer for and, that. The lead, the lead character is the guy who plays Saul from Breaking Bad, the lawyer from Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and they they kind of tie into the the John Wick because instead of a dog being the main reason why he goes off, it's a cat, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not even really a cat; it's a cat chain. It's like a chain that he that he his daughter loses, and then he. All right, that's enough. Game. Don't give too much away. So look, look, go check out Nobody. You can find it on. I think it's on. Uh, Amazon Prime or Apple TV. Um, it, it's going to cost you like what it costs to go watch a movie in a movie theater, but it's actually worth it. Like I, I was, I was, I was happy with the, the the end of the movie, the way the whole thing played out. It was a really well thought out. And what's the name movie. of it again, Dennis? Nobody. All right, nobody. Yeah, nobody. So those, those are our picks <laughs> of the week. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> in my house, I wa- and I watched it. I, in my house. <laughs> I definitely watched it in my house. So, uh, wow, nobody. Um, those are our picks of the week, and that is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for tuning in. This has been uh, Trey got another- the Rice crispy guys in his mic. Yeah, Trey, what's up with your mic? Your mic is not immaculate today, bro. <laughs> oh, call me. You <laughs> got Kwame. Well, all right. On so, that note. All right. <laughs> on that note, this has been Sports and Things. Make sure you check us out every Saturday on the Unhinged Sports Network. 
at 12 noon and you can catch us anytime any place on any um platform that you listen to podcasts apple spotify google also check us out on the eaton uh playlist on anytime you check out any podcast as well um shout out to our partnerships with um fanatics.com and with fubo tv um on that note we're, this has been a real this has been a good great time uh, i'm traveling i'm actually traveling up to ohio right now to work with dave Chappelle. so you will guys won't be able to see that but unfortunately but um i'll tell you about it next week because we've been on the, in the car for like the last 78 hours so yeah dave Chappelle gonna be our guest is that right <laughs> don't say that he got his own podcast so yeah i know he calls me but that's you gotta pay and for you gotta that. pay yeah. for it you have to pay for it so on that note um, it's been real thank you on behalf of myself and the guys and, and we'll see you guys next week shout Thanks. out Dennis for I mean shout out uh, Biscuit uh, for uh, holding uh, down the, the wheel yeah oh yeah shout out Biscuit for driving the last while I was doing the podcast tell Biscuit I said 220 uh, John said 220 220 baby <laughs> we about yeah. strong around here man. <laughs> free, my <laughs> free my nigga the popcorn free my nigga the popcorn free my nigga the popcorn wow Into music, get together to talk trash about whose teams are losing. So here we go, Deke Turner, John Lane, Trey Illy, Jay Hill, the MVP, court in the history. So now what? They got their mics and gizmos. Podcast rep up for DC, what it is, Mo. Yeah, we talking sports and things from rookies who bought the vets who about to get more rings, plus more things like a jam session or something. Then we beefing because our favorite team, John like slumming, John like pumping over podcasts and steady every O. You want more than that whole hum, so here we go. Yeah, we go from bars to beats to podcast or Astro Turf with balls and cleats like that, y'all. Talking sports and things, talking sports and things. Priest the Nomad, uh, talking sports and things. We're talking sports and things. D Turner, John Lane, talking sports and things. Baby, we're talking sports and things. Trey Illy, Jake Hill, talking sports and things. Talking sports and things. DC, baby. Thanks for listening to Sports and Things featuring John Lane, Trey Ely, Jay Hill, and Dennis Turner. Be sure to follow and subscribe for our upcoming episodes. You can also reach the team on Instagram at S-P-O-R-T-Z-A-N-D-T-H-I-N-G-Z and on Twitter at I-Z-S-P-O-R-T-Z. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.